This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we are going to be talking about um, boundaries, how to keep your center in intimate relationships. Um, so uh, I think that this is just a challenge for everyone who has ever been in relationship, which is all of us, um, is to understand how we can stay connected to ourself and our own needs, and then also um, be open to another person and build intimacy in the relationship. So um, this is a relatively complicated uh, skill uh, that makes a huge difference in how we're feeling as we go about our day um, and specifically as we, you know, navigate some of our closer, whether they're um, intimate relationships or um, our family or our um, our work life, um, all of those places, um, we can have challenges with those um, boundaries, right? So um, specifically, um, I want to talk about like three different parts of relationship, right? So the me of the relationship, the you of the relationship, and the us, right? So, um, you know, first piece is getting really clear on what it is that you need as an individual. That's why, um, you know, personal development work is so important and um, sometimes can be very challenging to the people closest to us because as we adjust and change and know more about what it is that we want and we start to communicate that to the people in our lives, um, you know, there can be, that can create a lot of upset and uh, a difficulty in understanding, mm, how do I navigate this? Where's a good place for me to draw the line? Um, that kind of thing. And, uh, and then, you, you know, the, the you is that it isn't enough just to be, uh, aware of ourselves, right? I mean, uh, that, that sort of defeats the purpose of a relationship is to just kind of stay with, uh, you know, who we are and what we want. Um, that's an important phase to go through in our, um, you know, kind of becoming more aware. But it, it's also important to really learn how to fully take in another person, to learn how to listen, to learn how to um, uh, really hear what it is that they're wanting and saying and all of that kind of stuff. And then the flip side of that, we don't want to go too far with that when you get overly involved in what another person person wants or feels or something like that, that creates another whole set of problems. And one of the things that I think is incredibly important and that I think often isn't given enough time and attention is the relationship itself. A lot of people think that relationships just happen in a lot of ways. Um, and many of the things that um, we think, oh, that couple was very lucky or whatever, you know, 
um, are actually things that we need to invest in and spend time with, um, making sure that we have uh, quality uh, time to be close um, and engaged and that we have, um, that we care for some of the fundamental elements of the relationship. And that's where, you know, our character really comes into play, our ability to show up in our, in our truthfulness, our, you know, our ability to, uh, you know, find and be with people that have um, similar values, our, our time, um, attentiveness, all of those different things that help feed a relationship, right? So it's like if, you, if you're not getting what you want out of a relationship that you're in, um, one of the things I would say is, are you really feeding that relationship? You know, and once again, this is where we're going to, we're going to start talking about boundaries because what can happen is you can actually feed a relationship too much, meaning your attention is on, um, doing things for the relationship and you've lost sight of doing things for yourself. Right. So, uh, it, you know, doing for your, you have to be there in order for there to be the relationship. That's the way that I like to say it. You know, if, if you're not fully developed, if you're not caring for yourself, if you're not, uh, growing or finding new things to bring to the relationship, that's another way that the relationship kind of languishes. Right. So, I talk specifically about boundaries because at its essence, it's really about how do we establish boundaries that are strong enough, right, clear enough, um, that they're communicated, and that they're also wind up being, you know, permeable when necessary, flexible when necessary, right? So it's not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing, and that's actually something that comes up for people a lot of times when they're not used to having boundaries, and then they they start setting, putting their boundaries in place. One of the things that happens is that they can become really, um, uh, really firm about their boundaries, right? And um, it's it's an important thing to go through is to be that you know I'm going to stick with them regardless, no matter what. That's really important, um, and it's also um, it's also important to kind of grow out of that and learn that as much as it is important to hold and um, our boundaries in place, sometimes we need to look at the situation and uh, and flex with it. So these are these are the things we learn. This is a lot of wisdom is what comes a lot of, you know, turning our attention to the um, the uh, relationship to uh, the dynamics of the relationship and and then learning from all the different a lot of time mistakes that we made or challenges that we have or things like that that um, are, uh, bring our attention to, oh, wait, maybe I want to do that a little bit differently in the future. So we grow and refine over time, right? So one of the things that I, um, I, I like to bring up when having this conversation is um, this term codependence. Uh, and it really came out um, in the 1980s um, with uh, Melody Beattie. And um, she wrote, started writing about codependence. Specifically, she was looking at, well, what is the experience of people who don't have an addictive, an addiction, but they're, they're with someone who has an addiction? What's going 
going on with them. Um, what, what's the way that that affects them? However, what happened, um, what I think really came out of this is that, um, there was a, a much greater understanding of an issue that many people deal with. Um, and, uh, if not most people deal with, which is um, this sense of where do I stop and where do you begin and how do we navigate this thing that we're inside of. Um, so, uh, you know, mostly what she does is focus on, you know, understanding what it is that's ours, like where, where we are. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, being able to kind of make that separation. Okay. This is my, this is my material. These are my issues. This is all that kind of, and this is yours. This is your stuff. This is yours to deal with. Right. So it's that it's like, as we're, as I'm kind of breaking this down, one of the things that you're going to notice is that as you're growing in the skills, you need to stop, you need to separate things out and then you need to bring them back together. And that's the process, separating things out and bringing them back together until you start to have a fluency around, you know, how to interact with someone. Right. So, um, uh, without that, uh, sort of sense of ourself without that knowing of what our um, own needs are, it really is impossible to create healthy connectedness. We actually don't have the uh, awareness uh, to connect well with another person. And you see this a lot of times when people wind up um, – like they get into relationships young and they've been in that relationship for a, you know, a good long time in their life. Like, um, and what happens is, is that, um, you know, you're very different developmentally. You're very different, you know, when you're 18, 20, 25 years old than when you're, you know, 40, 45, 50 years old. And, and so, um, what happens is, is that, that sense of self that gets developed, um, you know, sometimes winds up becoming in conflict with the, um, the relationship, um, as the relationship has grown, right? Because it started from this place of not really that much awareness. Um, you know, so it's easy to give up what you don't know you have. You know, it's easy to wind up creating a relationship that you don't fit in once you start connecting to yourself. So that's one of the challenges that comes up for people in relationships is that, um, uh, you know, kind of finding themselves in a relationship that doesn't, um, that they can't really relate to anymore, or that isn't quite right for them anymore. Okay. So back to holding on to ourself, like really being able to stay connected to what we think and feel and want while being in a relationship with another person. Right. So in order to, it's like, it's like the instrument, if you think of it, the instrument needs to be loud enough, you know, in order to be heard with all the other instruments playing around it. And, and that's sort of like you with all the other relationships around you. If, if your, if your, your voice, your inner experience, your knowledge of what you're all about is, is so quiet. Then as you start to relate to other people, you get over, you know, you get run over by them, right? It can be that the sound is so great that you can only hear their sound and you can't hear your sound, right? So that's where 
the, you know, as you start to en- engage in more and more personal development work, you start to be able to hear yourself. You're making, you know, you start to hear yourself more and more clearly. And, and then you can hear, it's like both instruments playing at the same time. Right. And then that becomes something that's like where, where it can be beautiful, right? When you hit, when you listen to that sort of actual music, um, where people are, um, you know, where you, you hear different instruments, it's actually a very beautiful thing. Um, and it can be beautiful to just hear one instrument too. Um, however, you know, as we're looking at it from a kind of a, a personal perspective, you need to be easily heard enough to yourself to then know how to interact with another person, right? So um, one of the the ways, like in situations where there's like a lot of, there's either a lot of crisis, um, you know, um, you, there's a person who is really outspoken. There's a very intense need. That's why this showed up so much in, in, in addictive relationships. A person has a very strong need. Um, and that kind of stuff, um, is, uh, is, makes it even harder, right? So that's when we need to be even in better contact with ourselves. Cause if we're not, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. Even people who are really clear about themselves can struggle in situations that are intense, like a, a sick loved one where their needs are just such a priority or, um, an addiction or, um, you know, just a difficult situation, um, in, in life. Someone has a job crisis. These are the kind of things that can make it really difficult to kind of stay with both you and the intense thing that's going on in the outside. Right. And, you know, a wonderful thing, um, that is, can also do this, like have the same kind of thing is, is sexual intimacy. Right. So in order to really be able to be in, involved sexually with another person, it's also important that you have a connection with yourself. Right. So that if you let go of that in the relationship or, or, um, while being sexual, you also have it to come back to. Because if not, you have merger. And then merger can feel really great for a while until the other person starts doing something that you don't particularly like. And then the merger does not feel that great anymore. So, you know, that is another challenge that comes up in, you know, intimate relationships is that there is this, um, you know, there's like... Two people get really excited about each other and, you know, it's romantic and they start having sex and all of that kind of stuff. And then they have this wonderful merger that happens. It feels so wonderful. And then all of a sudden they hit this major bump. Uh, and the major bump happens because there isn't a developed enough sense of self to be able to return back to. Um, so when the other person starts uh, doing things, right, that don't seem right, it feels very, very personal. It feels deeply upsetting, you know, to, you know, who we are. And then, you know, and then you start trying to control the other person's behavior. And and then they can't be controlled. And then, you know, and then, you know, all all hell breaks out, so to speak. I think most people have had some kind of experience like that where they've um, sort of merged with another person and started to feel that their behavior, um, uh, feel the the other person's behavior dramatically affect 
how they're feeling on a regular basis. Right. So, so whenever it is, and just can, this is grand, even if, I mean, you're looking at, even if it's not personal relationships, but when we don't know or understand something, you know, our relationship is to it is limited, right? So it's like, if we don't know and understand ourselves, our ability to relate to ourselves is limited. And then our ability to hold on to ourselves, to know what it is that we truly need to be healthy, right? And and what is really honoring us um, as we're moving forward and dealing with all of these complex situations, right? So this is, you know, I mean, I say over and over again, awareness, 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 it's the first step, right? So that's one of the ways that personal development work is um, so important. Uh, it helps us know ourselves so that we can then really take care of ourselves and bring ourselves into a relationship in a way that is honoring and supporting and um, helpful, so, um, you know, I think it's really important to note again that I, I really think that everyone has, um, has challenges with this kind of stuff. And it is figuring out is it figuring out how to make relationships work is, is not easy. Um, I've yet to meet a person who has, uh, never come across that in having um, a, a deep relationship with another person. They haven't hit a crossroads where they've said, what is it? What am I going to do here? How do I handle this? What's, you know, what's right? Um, and it takes a lot of soul searching to decide what is really the right way to go. Um, and that process is huge in our own development and our own coming to more awareness is like the actually struggling with that is, is really, really um, struggling with that is, is something that actually gives to and feeds our life in many ways. Okay. So we're going to go to break here in just a second. And um, when we come back, I actually have Tim as a guest um, who it, we're going to do some live coaching with him around some of these issues around boundary, boundary issue, issues. Um, so we can kind of see one of the manifestations that this uh, dynamic, this kind of holding on to me, uh, you know, being in relationship with you, tending to the relationships, one of the ways that this can show up in someone's life and some of the things that we might be able to do about it. Um, so um, if you have a question, um, I will have time to answer questions in the third uh, segment of the show. And you can go ahead and write this number down so that you're ready. Um, and that's going to be 1-877-230-3062. So that's 1-877-230-3062. And we will be uh, right back after the break with some live coaching.
educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K A T E S I N E R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And before the break, we were talking about boundaries. Um, and keeping your center in intimate relationships. And what I've been saying is, is that the key, uh, kind of first step in being able to, um, navigate all of the complexity of relationships is really being aware of yourself, being, knowing what it is that you want, need, and feel so that you can, um, advocate for yourself in relationships so that you can build the type of boundaries that are helpful and supportive, um, of you and, um, the other person and the relationship. So, um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about, um, some of the other skills, um, related to, um, keeping your center in intimate relationships. But for now, we're going to have a guest here um, and I have uh, Tim on the line and we are going to be talking a little bit about how this shows up in his life. So hi Tim. Hi Dr. Kate, how are you? Good. Um, so I'm happy to have you here and thank you for, for being willing to talk about this topic. I think it's going to be really um, supportive of, of people and, and you as well. Um, so what is it, um, you know, in, in looking at this, what are some of the or what is a challenge that you've had um, in relationship um, when it comes to kind of like this navigation of boundaries? Well, I think back, uh, I'm about 
20 uh, something years into marriage and I uh, think back on how that's progressed and there was a time when uh, I think it was uh, more difficult than it is today even because uh, I looked at the relationship and said gee it's um, you know I'm really not getting out of it what I what I had expected and uh, a lot of that came down to um, just communication it came down to um, uh, you know, looking at things and saying, hey, uh, I, I, I thought we should be talking about this, but, uh, you know, it would, uh, things would progress. And I found that we just uh, more or less lived life. Uh, we um, had a couple children uh, that's mm-hmm. gone through, you know, many, many years. They're, um, uh, one's in college now, one's just graduating from high school. So, uh, so how does it show up? It's, um, it's really, I guess what comes to mind for me is um, that sometimes it doesn't show up. In other words, there's not a conversation about things and where we're going. And I tend to be a kind of analytical guy. Uh, I like to map things out a little bit strategic. So my question is, um, gee, where could this have gone or where could it go if we just talked about it? But um, there doesn't ever seem to be that um, um, like a, a real and specific conversation. We're just living life and it uh, goes from day to day. Right. Okay. So, so great. Um, you know, what I'm hearing in there is that, um, you know, one of the challenges is that you're not coming together. Right. And, and that you're not um, like having that. It's just like, I've been talking about some about the, you know, the overlap that happens in relationship. But one of the things that's happening here kind of right out front is that there is sort of this separation and it's like, okay, you do what you do. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Right. And we're just kind of coexisting here together and we're maybe not building as much intimacy or closeness as we could be. Um, if we were both engaging in, um, you know, bringing ourselves to the relationship and, um, and feeding the relationship. Is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, that's very accurate. And so you might say, well, how is that progress? How, how can that be after if you've actually thought about it and wanted to do something about it? But I found over time, uh, I did do a lot of homework on this and I really, um, more than just thought about it, I, I believe that I really worked on it and tried to, um, at least hold myself accountable for doing something about it. And one of the things I found is that, um, you know, I, I married a person that's very quiet and doesn't voice her, um, opinions uh, much at all. And so it literally gets to the point sometimes where, uh, if I state something, I might, uh, I've learned to, to say, um, little anecdotes that just acknowledge that I've said something to, to see if there's an actual, um, listening going on, which there always is. So, so mm-hmm. I might say something like, um, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying. And then she'll say, mm-hmm. And so there's an acknowledgement that it was heard. The, the reality uh-huh. is she's listening very carefully and she's, uh, she's a great listener, but she's not a great responder. There's not engagement. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, in, in looking, one of the things that I think is really key when you're looking at relationship dynamics is that, you know, you always remember to look at, um, you know, yourself first, you know, because it, it, it's like in, in that situation, it's like you, you did some 
great reflection on both yourself and and her in the relationship and saying, okay, well, my first conclusion was that, you know, maybe she wasn't listening. But then I sort of checked that out, which is wonderful. I want to just put that out there as um, such an important thing to do that we, you know, we come up with these opinions about, um, you know, another person in our life. And it's always good to like, uh, in a very open way, figure out whether what we're, you know, perceiving is true or whether it could potentially be, you know, inaccurate. So finding out that, well, she is in fact, uh, um, you know, she is in fact listening, but that the communication isn't happening, that something's not being said. And to me, it sounds like there is a longing on your part to have more coming towards you, to be able to hear more um, uh, from her um, in some way. And can you tell me a little bit about why that's important to you? Well, I think it's it's just who I am. I, I think when when... I think about a relationship, it really, particularly now that I've done more work on it, it's not just about me. It's about us. And so if we're, whether we're talking about the children or uh, what we're going to be doing in five years or uh, whatever, it's really not just, you know, where I want to go. I I really would like it to be a mutual thing. And, and uh, you know, there have been rare occasions where we've worked on something together and it's um, gone in a certain direction and it's sure it's a lot more fun doing it together than just um, in isolation. So, so partly you're saying, well, this is just, this is something I like. This is a preference of mine. Um, And, and partly you're saying that, um, you know, you want to know that like you're in a relationship. So in other words, that you're, you're collaborating together. And that you're you're moving towards things that you both want, um, and I'm I'm wondering around this if um, you know if there are it's like if you want to feel that sense of collaboration, right? How? What are examples of ways that you have that in your in your current relationship? Besides communication, communication doesn't sound like it happens there. Um, but are there other forms of collaboration in your relationship or not? Well, I think uh, I think there is with the uh, with the kids. There's it's not a a really active collaboration, but it it seems to have worked out after twenty years. Uh, so, if you know specifically, uh, we seem to get to the right. Um, end result somehow. So there's not a lot of discussion about it, but um, I would say most of the day-to-day decisions are um, uh, made by her, my wife, and uh, and they work out well. And they're, she's that she's got that joy in life. She really wants to be uh, uh, jumping in the game with every um, uh, motherly decision, right? Um, I'm more a uh, overseer, so I don't say anything unless I see it heading down a path where it's just not going to work, like, uh, you know, decisions about uh, college financing, or um, maybe I have a, a disagreement about uh, how late, uh, you know, curfew should be or something like that. And in those, um, I'd call them kind of strategic, not too often decisions, I um, calmly just say, you know, this is how I think it needs to be. 
um, or I just state it kind of, I guess when dad says that, it's, it's just the way that it is. And um, most times, uh, in my recollection, most times it's, um, it becomes, she's, she's willing to accept that or there's a quick negotiation, but it, whatever the case, it does seem to work, uh, work out. I okay. Think. You know. Right. So, so that's another, that's another great dynamic to bring up, which is like a lot of times in re- relationships, um, you know, like I was saying, like we, we wind up being more, um, it's like the default. It's like these, there's these things that don't wor- work and there's these things that don't work. Right. So, you mm-hmm. know, and the things that work just kind of like they accidentally worked because who I am and who you are. And, you know, we, we sort of either looked out or we were able to easily accommodate each other. Right. And, and that's what it's every relationship needs some of that because um that just makes those are just the the um more um effortless areas right but sometimes some of the richest places um for developing intimacy can be in the places where um we're not as easily aligned where we we need to either learn new skills or find new ways of either appreciating or relating to um, the other person. And ideally, you know, um, in a relationship, both parties are doing this. That's when you're going to get the most dynamic relationship. Um, but regardless of what it is that's going on, there's always ways that we we can take a look from just our side and say, okay, what is this? You know, like, um, what is it that... Um, like, what is it that could be done to um, create more of what it is that I'm wanting? Um, and uh, and I'm wondering here, it's just like in your interactions and in your attempt to create more, at least verbal intimacy, um, you know, what have been some of the things that you have tried? Um, in, uh, in order to um, uh, in order to facilitate it, besides just becoming more aware of how she is. Um, I'm not sure if I can answer that. I uh, I think I went from th- there was a time when uh, you know if I discussed these sorts of things with close friends, I'd say uh, they, they'd say, well. Uh, well, when you said that, how did she respond? And I'd say, I, I don't remember. And what I found was that ultimately I found that there wasn't a response. So, uh, and I've become more acutely aware of that today that I, I listen and there are a lot of things that I say, or I might even pose a question, but a response doesn't come back again. She's listening, but it doesn't come back. So to answer your question, I think one thing I did try to do is, engage a little more deeply and i might say something like you know it's really important uh for me that i hear a um that that i hear some kind of a um response to this whether it's positive or negative and you know she's willing to do that um so if you ask for it so one of the things that you changed is being really clear about what it was that you wanted and asking for what it is that you wanted that's right yeah, I would say I, I went to a more, um, as opposed to just being passive and, you know, but I, I remind you that I, I didn't even recognize this at first. I It was not my nature to think that someone could have a conversation and not get a response. So it really right. took years before I realized that there 
some of these things there just weren't responses to. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I once I noticed it, and that's that you had mentioned earlier in the show, personal awareness. And so it really took some searching to, I know it sounds crazy that you wouldn't just notice that initially, but, um, you know, it, um, that was the case. And so it, it took digging into this a little bit to force awareness and, and that connection through requesting a, um, a response. Now, what have you brought, have you brought up, like, I would like to hear more communication from you, um, you know, that and why you want that. I feel like it would help us, you know, be closer. And I would like to feel, you know, like, you know, like we're collaborating more on things or ha- have you said those kind of things to her? I think I did long ago. I, um, you know, I think as the years have gone by, I've probably not gone back to that and made it really, really clear, which is, you know, which is not good. I think that um, somewhere there should be some kind of a, um, a compromise or a middle ground met, but uh, that that didn't right. happen. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, I mean, in, in what you're saying, you mean, you looked, I mean, I can see some efforts on your part for a middle ground from your side, which is, um, being willing to see what it is that she is doing. That is like, that's a a really, like I was saying before, that's a really powerful thing to add to a relationship. What is this person doing rather than, um, staying in a place of, um, I'm not getting what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm, um, also hearing is that you're, you know, you did ask at one point in time, but then you just like it, you gave up, you said, well, I've said it enough or, you know, I haven't been heard or whatever. And I, it's so like kind of for the, the bigger theme of things, that's one of the other breakdowns in a relationship is, you know, when, you know, you aren't, or a person is not open to the other person they're not they're not trying to hear them trying to listen trying to make changes that can then erode the relationship because eventually the person on the other side will give up you know Mm -hmm. they're either going to give up and leave or they're going to give up and stay but this opportunity to be closer has has been lost at least for the short term so um in in listening to you and you say I haven't done that in a long time, I, I guess I'm wondering, um, you know, how you feel about that. Um, is that something that you've just said, um, you know, okay, it is what it is or, you know, do you have um, sadness around it or do you ever feel like maybe you should say something? I, I think all of those things. I yeah. think <laughs> I, I'm an optimist, so I think there's always hope. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, you know, there in a relationship, there's accountability. I might say that I, I really think one reason why it's worked out over such a long period, you know, 20 plus years, is that there's an incredible um, respect for one another, and you know, we're we're both founded on really strong traditional values. So, you know, you tend to perhaps be, I tend to be rather accepting and saying, gee, you know, this is just her way and, um, and let it go. But, you know, to answer your question, I think there's always hope. There's always an opportunity to, um, perhaps, um, be a little bit stronger about it, a little more. Uh, I don't think in my younger days there was the account, you know, the, 
the ability to communicate it effectively, uh, I think I'm far better at that now. And I think um, going in with the um, goal of a little more accountability, you know, not just dropping the question, um, but um, working together to reach some sort of a, a conclusion, right? Yeah, what I'm what I'm hearing um, around that holding on to yourself piece is to be willing to state this um, desire and um, for more communication and to really be able to hold it um, and acknowledge how important it is for you. You know, um, and you can do that and still listen to her preferences and all of that kind of thing. But it seems like, you know, if, if the relationship is really going to have that kind of health to it, your part is to be able to say, look, in order for me to be fully here, in order for, you know, this to keep, you know, growing and, and being and, you know, for us to get all the wonderful things that we've gotten and more, it's like, this is something I really want. And I recognize that it might be a stretch for you, but I am asking you to stretch. I am asking yeah. you to show up for me. You had uh, mentioned earlier about the orchestra, and I think what comes to mind right now is you're you know what I'm what I'm hearing and what you're saying is that uh, I'm I'm playing a particular instrument in this this orchestra uh, of life, you know. And I but the problem is I'm you're you're playing a flute and I'm not hearing that flute part. You know, I'm, right. the orchestra is right. playing, but I'm not hearing your um, your instrument. And right. so, right. you know, and 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 that's every part is needed, and mm-hmm. uh, that's to me that's. Um, yeah, you're right. It's sad. Um, you asked me, you know, how I feel about it, and it. I think it's, um, it, you know, you can work. The orchestra can still play, but you're missing that wonderful tone from a flute or the, uh, you know, violin or the bassoon or whatever. It's uh, it's missing, right. and, and it belongs there. Some people don't. Sometimes people don't realize um, when they, um, you know, they think they're doing someone a favor by not expressing themselves. Um, or, you know, um, in relationship, oh, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm hurt or I'm not going to say that I really want this or I'm not going to, you know, whatever. They can think that that is actually going to help their relationship. Well, I think that's there that, you know, that uh, after this long, I've, you know, I can, I don't want to speak for her, but I feel that, you know, a lot of it is a belief that these sorts of discussions just end in hardship uh, or difficulty or pain. Right. But, but, you know, but there's something that is is really important there where it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's one way to look at it. And the other way to look at it is that I care so much. I'm going to keep showing up for myself. I'm going to keep showing up for you. I'm going to keep showing up for the relationship. Right. Because because I and 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 that is communicating and that is well, saying I'm- what's going on for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling because I think your words are inspirational. It's, um, as I said, I think there's always opportunity, and that's the way that you um, said that just speaks of opportunity that, you know, maybe, um, you know, I think the word, you know, I think one of the worst things that a person can do in all this is silence, Um talking about from the active side my ability to do something is still there it always will be and right. but to be silent about it um just enables the whole thing to to stay status quo and to not yes. go to a higher right. level right 
Okay. Well, um, so I just want to thank you for uh, coming on today and, and sharing and being willing to talk about this stuff. I think that it's such important um, material as far as like figuring out all of the, the ways that we come together and how to navigate them um, better. Um, so I think that we're going to take just a, um, a quick break and then I'm going to come back um, with some uh, new um, parts of this, talking a little bit, um, I think elaborating a little bit more on the other person and then how we can um, care more for a relationship. So thank you very much. And, oh, thank um, you. We'll be back right after the break. educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. We've been talking about relationships, boundaries and relationships, and kind of the me, you, and us of them. You know, how is it that we um, work with some of the challenges that, that come our way? Um, and right before the break, um, we were talking to Tim about how, um, you know, how the way that you show up in relationship um, really affects the relationship. So, and it, you know, interestingly enough, kind of the some of the stuff that comes out of here. And when we say, "Oh, I don't," you know, "I don't like the way that my partner is behaving," or "It's not working for me," or something like that. Um, you know, the way that this one turned around is that um, it was really important to be able to stand there and say. Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to keep like my saying that I'm not happy is my actually fighting for the relationship. It is my creating more of what I want in the relationship. So, um, that is, uh, sometimes something that people forget in the sense that they start to think that if they accommodate the relationship, then that's the best thing. But back to what we were saying before, first you need to really know what it is that you want um, and need um, and know yourself in this way so that then you can really bring yourself forward. Um, you can be open to a relationship in a healthy way. You can choose when you want to connect and when you want to disconnect. Um, you can be clear about what is really important to you and, and show up with your, your heart really open, um, in a way that is caring and respectful, um, of, of you and, um, the other person. So, um, uh, you know, 
in relationship, um, you know, as we are, we learn to be more deeply respectful of ourselves and our own needs, um, that's actually then what we're able to give to the other person. Um, and, um, we are able to learn that when we're, um, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, well, this is what it truly means to respect myself, to advocate for my needs. That's part of respecting myself, right? To put up boundaries. That's part of respecting myself. We're able to extend that to another person, right? That doesn't eliminate the problems, you know, like the situation, um, you know, with Tim, it doesn't eliminate the problems, um, what it allows is for a, a, a better, more supportive dialogue to take place, right? Where it's like, I can respect myself and I can respect you. I'm not just saying it's a, you know, you can do whatever you want. You're not just saying I can do whatever you want, but there's a respect there, a respect that that person's wants and needs are really valuable. And that, you know, if we get them out on the table, if you share yours and I share mine, then we're going to be able to come to new and better ways of being in connection with each other. Okay. So, um, you know, it, in, in wrapping this up, the, um, the relationship is that third part of the equation, right? And it takes, um, care and time to be able to really have a relationship, um, flourish. And, um, if you want, um, a more and more intimate and, uh, relationship, if you want a relationship that grows, that's not everybody's cup of tea. I'm imagining if you're listening to this, chances are you do because you're interested enough in personal growth and development to, to, you know, listen to a show like this. Um, but, uh, you know, when we are looking at how do we balance these things out, right? Um, how do we balance, um, you know, the relational needs and the personal needs, right? Part of what we're doing is we're saying, okay, well, you know, what is the optimal health of this relationship, right? So we've looked at our own, the other, you know, your partner, they take care of their their needs they their job is to communicate those with you you know you take care of yours and your job is to communicate them and then you work things out but um the relationship you look at that and say what is this relationship need to flourish what do we really want to have happen here and that can change over time at one point it might be raising kids and at another point in time it might be you know enjoying more free time so what is it that is really important to to the relationship and how do you make sure that that is cared for in other words if you really do want to have more intimacy in your relationship you need to make sure that there's time and space for that intimacy to happen um if you want more intimacy and you don't give it that time and space then you know you're not going to have the results that you want so that that's understanding what the wants and needs are what are you trying to what are you trying to build what are you going to look um, back on or, you know, what are you going to look at and say, I'm so happy we have this between us, right? And in what, what does that actually look like? And that's what you're caring for. That's what you're giving time to. That should be in alignment with you, the other person. And then it should be uh, something that, you know, you're able to look at and go, yes, 
this is what I want. This is what I want to be sharing with someone. Right? So that is the, you know, caring for the relationship part of things, really being able to see how, um, you know, what the relationship is itself needs. And we're not actually able to do this, kind of looping this back to the beginning. We're not able to do this until we've learned what we need, till we've learned how to take care of ourselves. We need to be able to do that piece of the work before we're able to give our time and our intention to another person and then to the entity of the relationship, right? Um, so we're all going to be, we're all in a continual process of growth and that process is, um, you know, un- unending. So it's not like you're going to be in the self-aware state before you, you know, have the relationship you want, but that there needs to be attention given to each one of the parts as you grow and develop. And you'll see that that will change that if you, if, if you're starting to feel your relationship languish, you know, it might be that, it needs more time. It might be that you need more time, um, right? It might be that you need to learn to listen in a, a deeper way or show up differently. So you want to start to learn to um, diagnose the different aspects of the relationship so that you can create um, more of, of what it is that you want. So the ultimately as challenging as this can be and as big as some of the heartbreaks can be around relationships, uh, uh, it's so incredibly such a rich part of our lives um, when we're able to um, really engage and um, move into this space that is, you know, uh, challenging and, and rewarding and um, ultimately has, like, can offer us one of the most um, uh, beautiful experiences, right? And we, and we get there not by being so preoccupied with the other person or being so preoccupied with ourselves or, you know, becoming, you know, sort of um, like working, working, working at the relationship, but by uh, really deepening into um, more awareness of ourselves and giving the other person the space to do that. And, and then tending to, to the relationship. So that's all that there's time for today. It's been really great, um, to have you on this show, um, talking a little bit about boundaries and the me, you, and, um, us of relationships. Um, I will be back next week and, um, on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.